Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is August 2nd, 2017. We have a really great subject today to share with you, and we're going to be talking about psoriasis. It can be a very serious disease for certain people. There's different degrees of it. But our guest today has her own journey to tell, her own experiences to tell, and specifically towards her healing. She's also the author of the book called It's All About Love, How a Painful Journey with Psoriasis Became a Life Devotion to Healing Others. Kim Wheeler, she's, um, she began her, her, basically she began her journey in healing when she developed an autoimmune disease, which, you know, psoriasis, and she was very young, 19. And after a long career working in all the facets of television and film, et cetera, she, you know, on a day-to-day basis, she was always afraid that the psoriasis was going to rear its ugly head. And so it really uh, impacted her life and also her desire to find a cure for herself. So let's bring Kim onto our show now and let's talk about this. Hello, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Denise. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't you tell our listeners what is psoriasis? Sure. Yeah, psoriasis is an autoimmune disease. It's chronic. It's a chronic skin condition where basically an average person's skin sheds once per month. And to make it simple, my skin sheds rapidly every few days. And that's what my body's doing. It's it's not able to to handle uh, the cells, you know, rapidly shedding, and mm-hmm. uh, they're just the cells aren't actually being given a chance to mature. So the body just kind of can't keep up. So what I'm left with are these layers of these inflamed, red, thick, scaly patches or lesions or spots that just kind of appear all over, and they are crazy itchy, which is you know, one of the hardest things to deal with, um, and they're not attractive whatsoever. So that's a whole another component to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Is there a genetic component to it? Um, well, this is the thing. My whole life, I've gone to dermatologists who have said it was genetic, um, and you know, in all of my research, especially writing my book, I've discovered that only forty percent of people who have it run in, you know, run in their families get it. So 40% isn't really, you know, that's, that's, not, that's kind of a really low number. So, mm-hmm. so no, I, I wouldn't consider it genetic at all. I mean, maybe there's um, a small, uh, you know, a small percentage, but 
But, you know, no, I mean, anyone, I have so many people in my life now who have it, who get it at such random ages. I mean, I know someone who's 90 who just got it. So mm. you, just, you never know. It's With autoimmunity, you know, there's so many autoimmune diseases out there. There's hundreds of them. And our bodies are just getting so confused. And mm-hmm. it's attacking our own healthy cells and tissues. So something is definitely wrong, I think, in society that, you know, you see these autoimmune diseases just, they're so rampant. They just keep popping up all over the place. It's like, you know, they just, it's, it, they're more um, common today than ever before in the history of the United States. And it's, it's tough, you know, a lot of people have heard of a ton of them, you know, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, cancer, you know, um, psoriasis, eczema. I mean, with skin, there's like over 20 alone. Mm. Why do you suppose it is? I personally feel it's definitely a mixture of things, but from my own experience and my healing, I find that, A, it's, I think, the chemicals in our food. You know, um, there's, there's 14,000 chemicals used in our food ingredients today. A lot of it's made in laboratories, so it's not coming from the earth, uh, you know, where it's supposed to. So mm-hmm. it's not real food. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a really huge component. And then I think another huge component is stress. Stress and, and not, not having any self-care. Uh, not, not any, but enough, enough self-care to really, mm-hmm. you know, take care of yourself. You know, we're all so busy working and doing things for other people all day long. And, you know, we don't really give ourselves the time to nourish ourselves with all the things in life that are so important, you know, finding balance in everything from healthy relationships to, um, you know, getting exercise, um, you know, having a spiritual practice, whatever that is for, for you, uh, you know, even just having a good relationship with money or with your body or with food, you know, mm-hmm. all those things nourish us just as much as food does. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, usually when you have an imbalance in the food department, usually there's an imbalance in one of those other areas I mentioned. And I, I think that's a combination. I think it's usually a combination. It's usually that way when you suffer from any form of disease. There's a huge imbalance in your in your entire body. Um, you know, yeah. people that come to, down with cancer, they're like, but it's only just right in this particular area. And it takes quite a bit to educate him that no, <laughs> your immune system has failed you. <laughs> right. Right. And there's only so long that your immune system can continue to constantly be compromised mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. through, like I said, lack of self-care and stress. I mean, you know, I know so many people that do have diseases. And when you look at their life, there's so much stress in their life. And there's absolutely that connection. People don't they don't really see that connection. A lot of people don't see that connection, but there is, I mean, stress is the number one contributor to all disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your book. Uh, it's all about love, how a painful journey with psoriasis became a life devotion to healing others. Uh, in your in your first chapter, you lovingly talk about your dog. And, and um, you know, yeah. I'm sure... Many of our listeners out there love, love their dogs, too. So enlighten us. Yeah, but my whole, my whole healing and, and health journey started with him. His name was Max, and, uh, and my journey only began six years ago. Um, Max 
was 11 at the time, and he was a rescue. And when I had gotten him, when he was three, he was just, he had every illness and ailment that you could possibly imagine. He was on, I think, like five or six medications. Uh, mm. I mean, he just, they found him on the street. He was half dead on the side of the road. Oh, he, my gosh. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, he, he just, he came to me with chronic bronchitis and epilepsy and arthritis. And, um, I mean, you name it, he had it. <laughs> and mm. uh, so, so he just over time, you know, he really couldn't exercise that much. And he was always on all these medications. And he, he got to a point when he turned 11, he could barely walk very well and um he couldn't we we could barely go around the the block for a walk so it was really upsetting me and i was doing everything i could at the time i was buying every organic raw dog food from like Mm -hmm. canada i mean i was going nuts and i had just moved and then my new veterinarian had said to me one day she said you know if you just tried cooking whole foods for him like stuff that you and i would eat she said you know all dog food like processed dog food. She said, that's exactly what it is. It's like processed. You don't know what's really going into it. So mm-hmm. it's just leftover scraps. She's like, so if you, she's like, I don't care how organic or raw it is. If you cook for him and you know what you're putting into his body, she's like, I can, I'll guarantee you that you'll see change, healthy change. So as you could imagine, I was so resistant to that because I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be crazy expensive. And um, I also thought it was going to be time consuming and working in TV at the time, I didn't really have a lot of time. So, uh, yes, I, 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 but I did it. I was so desperate to see him heal as much as possible. I, I did it. And first of all, it wasn't that time-consuming, and it wasn't that expensive. So that was great. What did and you do? I basically made big batches each Sunday. I would make this big batch of brown rice. Uh, so, so some type of whole grain, and then I would mix mm-hmm. in, I'd cut up organic chicken that I would bake for him and throw that in there. I would kind of um, mix it up. So sometimes it would be chicken, sometimes it would be um, organic eggs, uh, sometimes it would be uh, wild-caught salmon, and then I would throw some, like, vegetables in there, just chop them all <laughs> up and throw them in there, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and sweet potatoes and some fish oh oil God. for his coat. Yeah, oh, I, and I made this big batch, and I would freeze it. And I have to tell you, too, that, he loved it. Like, he was a beagle. So, you know, beagles have this reputation. They eat anything in sight. And mm-hmm. that's how he was. But being sick all the time, even though he was like that, he never, like, when I started making the, the batches of food for him, he drooled for the first time in all the years <laughs> I had him. I mean, literally, like, there would be, like, a pool and, like, just waiting for it. Yeah, I was like, my, oh, my gosh, he's loving this. My Labrador <laughs> does that every morning. Every morning. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so it started there. And then within, oh, gosh, within two months, he had lost some weight, uh, too much weight. And meanwhile, I was feeding him like three cups a day. Like I felt like I was feeding him too much, but it didn't matter. It was just, oh, my gosh, he just kept losing weight. And the vet said, y- you need to not let him lose any more weight. And I said, well, because he did need to lose a few pounds. And I said, well, I, I'm feeding him like three times the amount that I was feeding him the dry stuff. So mm-hmm. I just kept giving him more and more. And eventually we found our balance. But it was so cute. He would eat like that carrots for a snack, you know, like it was all whole food, real food. <laughs> it was so cute. And and he he his healing was miraculous. Within two months, he so he lost all this weight. And I'll never forget the day that I went to go walk, take him for a walk. Uh, so he had lost this weight, and he definitely was walking much better. And then one morning, we woke up to go take him out. This was only about two two and a half months in of him eating this way, and uh, he just like 
I, I never held on to his leash because he, he, w- he wasn't going anywhere faster than me. So we would walk through my, the lobby of my apartment building, and I would pick it up at some point. And, uh, and he just bolted, and there was this little bit of steps that I would have to pick him up and carry him up the steps. He bolted down the hall, up the steps, out, and almost got hit by a car in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, he just ran. And I couldn't believe this dog was running if you – Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. if you like knew that he could barely walk. So mm-hmm. that was the day. I mean, thank God he stopped to pee. So, you know, it was fine. I got him. <laughs> but that was the day that I I I was I was so shocked and I oh my gosh, till this day I like I'll never forget that day because it was the day that yeah. I saw food was his medicine. Mm-hmm. And it was the day that I thought, "Oh gosh, what could food do for me and my skin?" And I'll never forget about 6 months later, he went or Sorry, six months in, he went off all of his medications. She was slowly weaning him off, but six months Mm -hmm. after I started cooking for him, they were all no more. And after about a year later, we went for his annual blood work, and she said to me, his 11-year-old insides are that of a six-month-old puppy. And that just (laughs) blew me away. No kidding. She's crazy. And she said to me, this is one of, like, these moments are the most rewarding in my entire career to see that, like, Aww. a parent cares that much and that to see the dog. She's like, you're going mm-hmm. to put a few extra years onto his life where he wouldn't have had them. So it was just amazing. And that sparked my whole journey, and that's why I dedicate my book to him. And, well, I honor him in it because mm-hmm. he started it all. He was meant to mm-hmm. come into my life for a really much bigger reason than I ever could have imagined. Oh, that's that's just a great, great story. So, <laughs> when did you when did you decide that you were going to change your diet for your medicine? Right, right during that time. Yeah, because this was uh, this was six years ago that I that I you know healed him. So I saved his life, and then it was time for him to save mine. I I just started researching like a madwoman, watching every documentary about health and. <laughs> reading every article and, you know, just getting into that world. And I, I, I just, it was like a decision I just made one day. I was so sick and tired of carrying around this burden of, you know, not feeling like enough because of mm-hmm. these ugly lesions and spots all over me. And it had been, by the way, um, close to 20 years that I had that. So at the time, so, uh, so yeah, so I ended up, cleaning out all my cupboards and fridge and pantry. I mean, I literally got rid of everything. I was like, I'm not going to eat any more processed food. And then I, you know, started learning about all the uh, foods that cause inflammation that are really acidic. So I I decided, okay, I'm going to cut all those out and I'm going to become a strict plant-based. So some people would call me a vegan, but I did eat salmon here and there and I did have some organic eggs here and there. So I was not a vegan, Uh, but, uh, but I was close to it and I have to tell you, within one year, I healed my skin. And people hear a year, and they, I know a lot of them think, like, oh, gosh, that, that took a really long time. But I had it for 20. So, you know, mm-hmm. one year is, is really nothing. And and the whole year, it was such a fantastic year because I was, you know, I was single. I was living alone in Manhattan. I could go to any vegan or vegetarian or, you know, just any restaurant, really. You know, every restaurant has some healthy food. And, 
you know, I just I had all the support from my friends and family. So wherever I would go for brunch or wherever, it's like everyone knew this journey I was on, and I was constantly seeing healing. It was like a little at a time. Every single day, I would see more fading and more fading of these spots, and it just kept me so motivated and so inspired and empowered. So the year, the year actually, like when people ask me, like, was it hard? It was hard in some aspects, but. For the most part, I was so incredibly empowered. It was changing my life in such a big way. I, you know, that was the beginning of my journey, you know, to where I am today. And, you know, even like, you know, writing this book and becoming a health coach and changing my whole career. So it really did, it really was the beginning of it all. And I didn't know that at the time. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a pretty amazing year. The uh, the change in your in your diet, did you do it all at once or was it gradual? I am an all in kind of person. I, okay. I know a lot of people work better in baby steps, and I see that with mm-hmm. my own clients. But uh, but for me, my personality, I'm a bit of a type A. I, I'm definitely an all or nothing gal. So I I just literally I cut out processed food. I cut out dairy, alcohol, coffee, red meat, uh, sugar, uh, well, refined sugars. And I just filled my fridge and started, you know, learning to get more creative in the kitchen. And uh, Mm. because there really is so many, like when people say, what do you, what what did you eat? And when I tell them I ate vegetables, fruits, uh, legumes, whole grains, fruit, uh, what else, Um, like healthier sugars, like honey and uh, maple syrup and that sort of thing. Um, and I started to get really into tea, you know, because I really miss mm-hmm. my coffee. Uh, so when I do tell people, you know, nuts and seeds and that sort of stuff, they just look at me and they're like, I could never eat like that. And honestly, I, I got so creative in the kitchen and, I, and I'm not a good cook at all. Ask my husband. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll, he'll tell you I'm a good cook, but I, I wouldn't consider myself like I wouldn't consider my food like amazing or anything, but I definitely, you kind of have to get creative because the key to all of that and being happy is making healthy food taste yummy. So That's I would, right. you know, like that was the the thing that I was like, all right, how does this taste yummy? I need to do something with it. And then I would like even just like desserts, like I'm, I have such a sweet tooth. I'm like, what am I going to have for dessert? So I would bake cookies out of like almond flour and dairy-free chocolate chips and bananas and that would be like the main consistency and i have to tell you all these desserts that i would start making they were so delicious that when i would randomly you know sneak a entenmann's cookie or something i i just was like mine are better (laughs) i was just so used Mm -hmm. to eating you know something without chemicals in it um so yeah it just and then now my taste buds have totally changed because you know after eating really healthy clean food for a long time your taste buds really do change you basically eat proteins and vegetables then yeah well now my you know this is that was six years ago six years ago it was mostly well whole grains was a big portion of my diet whole grains and um beans was a big um, way for me to get protein like i said i would have salmon here and there um, mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables was huge. I would have them mm-hmm. all day long, um, because juicing, okay. I would juice and that was a really great mm-hmm. way for me to get my veggies in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and nuts and seeds, you know, they have protein too. So, so yeah, so I would, and then, you know, I would, um, 
you know, I'd find different ways of, of getting things in, like chickpeas and just random things that I could mm-hmm. buy or make, you know, like making like a, say, a, like a veggie burger made out of black beans or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I was I was truly satisfied. But today I do eat um, I eat chicken, I eat fish. Those are my two big go tos. You know I'll have turkey. Um, mm-hmm. You know everything organic and and wild caught. But uh, but yeah no. So I've definitely added stuff back in, and I and I'm not as kind of strict as I was back then because I know my body so well now. It, it has been six years, so there was a very up and down period of time. The journey is quite a roller coaster because, uh, you know, if I have, if I'm, let's say I let loose and I eat a little poorly, you know, a couple of weekends in a row or something, my body will tell me because a spot will just appear and, or a couple of spots oh. or I'll feel like roughness on like the mm-hmm. areas where I get it the most, like my elbows mm-hmm. and my knees, I'll feel roughness and I'll be like, Oh, it's lurking. It's, it's telling me it's not okay. I need to kind of get back on track. Uh, it's the same thing with my stress. If I'm stressed out, I totally get it, and uh, and it just it'll come back, and then I'll, I'll I have a whole self care practice for myself, and I know I just am kind of, you know, because life is busy, and sometimes you just forget or you get lazy about it, and but no, like I need my everyone. We need our self care every day, and I know mm-hmm. that's not easy to do every day, but our bodies really do talk to us and tell us when it's not okay. It's very true, very true. When did you transition into becoming a health coach? That was uh, almost two, actually, uh, that was, I graduated from nutrition school uh, last September, so almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. Oh, I've good been for doing you. It. Yeah, and, uh, and the year I was going to school in 2016, I started writing my book. Because I was already blogging tons about my journey and helping people. And mm-hmm. I was kind of health coaching for years, not knowing that's what I was doing, you know? <laughs> sure. And that's what they say when you get into nutrition school. They're like, most of you probably have been doing this for years and have no idea that that's what, because I didn't even know what health coaching was at all. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was really interesting for me to realize that that was, to learn that that was a, that was a, that was a career. Um, so, yeah, um, so it's been it's been so wonderful. I just I I realized that this is my purpose. My purpose is to help people, and mm-hmm. I love doing workshops. I love being in front of groups. I'm I'm doing a lot more speaking coming up, which is so exciting. Um, and I have a huge huge project that I just started that I would love to share with you. Oh, please do. <laughs> so it's called the Love Group that I've created, and it's this wellness panel of these four women. So there's myself, and I teach nutrition and self-love, and then there's a makeup artist who teaches skin care and beauty. There's a stylist who teaches wardrobe and style and body image, confidence, that sort of thing. And then there's an athlete who teaches uh, fitness and how to have a good relationship with your body and all of that. And what we're doing is we're targeting young females from the age of 13 to college. So We're targeting schools, camps, and colleges all across America, and we've created these workshops and seminars, all different types, to basically go around and teach these young girls everything that has to do with health, skin, food, fitness, style, self-acceptance, you know, most important self-love. And it's kind of like one big confidence workshop is what it is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that they can go out into their adulthood and have the confidence to pursue their dreams. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm really wonderful. excited about it. 
<laughs> yeah. That's so that's really what all great. my time's been spent on lately is is just creating that because it's uh it's a lot of it's, it's a lot, lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It's a tremendous amount of work. Yes, yes, but it's I'm so excited about it, so passionate at the thought of mm-hmm. impacting millions of young girls. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. it just keeps me so motivated and excited every day. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. What would you advise do um, with skin issues? Well, and, you know, we we know you're not a dermatologist or, or a doctor, but just from your personal experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So my uh, um, a couple things would be, I think the number one thing really is to remove processed foods from your diet. I think that's a really big one because chemicals chemicals make us sick. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not natural that we ingest them on a daily basis. So, um so that's a big one. You know, there's other diet changes I would 100% recommend as well. Like I said, just kind of doing your own research of like what causes inflammation and trying to cut those out of your diet or just, you know, reduce them as much as possible. Like, you know, if, if let's say there's, you know, you have a lot of dairy, maybe you can cut it down and try a substitute like almond milk or coconut milk or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, but I would, the processed food one is a big one. Um, another area I would look into is what you're putting on your skin because that's a big one too. That's a big one where people use a lot of over-the-counter lotions and stuff to keep it moisturized and, and there's chemicals in that too. And the thing yes. is, is the chemicals are toxic and they're getting into our bloodstream, mm-hmm. whether it's eating it or putting it on the outside and it soaks in. So that's another big thing that I would look at is just, you know, if you have any type of skin condition, I would just go with a natural oil. I use tons of natural oils. Like I love coconut oil. That's kind of my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. Love hemp seed oil and almond oil. Like there's tons of oils that you can use that have nothing in it. It's just natural oil. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's a huge recommendation. And I, and I love skincare, some skincare companies um, who use, you know, non-toxic ingredients, you know, and, um, you know, you can research those. There's a tons of them out sure. there now. So a lot you could also use those, yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like putting oils on my body, but I don't necessarily like putting oils on my face or my hands. So, mm-hmm. so you know, so I buy stuff from those companies as well. And um, another huge thing is uh, is looking at your self care. And I I can't help it. I call I, I'm a big self love person, and I call self care self love. It's all the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's. That's such a huge component because, and it has to do with, you know, re- reducing or alleviating our stress. But it's mm-hmm. self-love is, you know, when you care enough about you to really make happiness your number one priority, which I think, uh, you know, a lot of people don't do. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, especially if you have a family and you're very busy, you know, your career and, you know, life is just very, very busy. So it's, it's hard to do that sometimes. But, um, but when you shift your focus, to, you know, what's going to make you the most happy and what's going to help you live the most joyful life. You know, like I try to focus on my healthy relationships, and that includes with people, with money, with food, with my body. But alleviating stress is is huge. And, uh, like, I have a bunch of different tools in my toolbox how I give myself love each day. And 
I know it works for me, and I know it will work for – I believe it will work for everybody if they believe it will too. But my skin is more clearer than ever since I've started making me and my happiness a priority. And, you know, with one of the things, just as an example, that's in my toolbox is just speaking lovingly to your skin. Like I have so many – I've talked to so many people who when I ask them, how do you feel about your skin? And they say they're disgusted. That's oh, really, really sad that they're walking around feeling disgusted. And I don't mean anybody. I mean uh, people with psoriasis or some type of skin condition. You know, they look mm-hmm. at it and they hate it. So I always encourage people to look at it and, and love it anyway. And I know that that probably feels very fake and false and, like, not, you know, doesn't feel natural to people. But I wouldn't say, like, oh, tell it you love it. No, you don't, probably don't love it in the moment that you're seeing a spot on it. But mm-hmm. you can thank it. You can thank it for working so hard for you. You know, it's trying to eliminate toxins out of your, your system. Like, it's, it's trying to heal. So maybe just shift the perspective. Like, flip the negative thought into a positive thought because that one tool, if you can do it as much as humanly possible, it will change your life. I mean, I'm proof of that. Like, it will change your life. It's flipping mm-hmm. your perspective to becoming a more positive thinking person. It yeah. really does shift everything, everything. So those are my, those are, to sum up, those are the three areas that I would mostly look at. Diet, self-care, and what you put on your skin. Those are, yeah, my top three. Who's your role model? My role model is Chris Carr. Do you know her? Sounds familiar. You've heard of her? Yeah, she's uh, she's big in the health world. Um, she's very well known. She has uh, she has stage four cancer, but she's a stage four cancer survivor and thriver. Uh, so her cancer's been in remission a very long time. But uh, but she's healed herself naturally as well, and she's helped countless cancer patients in this world through her writing and she's done she's done a documentary and she's just all of her services her books she's done she's written tons of books um you name it so she's just had such an enormous contribution to this world and she she's one of those people she like oozes love and compassion mm-hmm. i just respect mm-hmm. and admire her so much i really do she's, she's well, taught me a lot i don't i don't know how many years back she she was in stage four cancer but um if she's gotten past the five-year mark, which it sounds like she probably has, then she's cured. She's not in remission any longer. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, she's she's past 10, I believe. Yeah, she's cured. It, it's interesting. Um, I found, you know, because I'm a cancer survivor myself, and I, I found that um, a lot of people don't have the right information relative to that. You know, they always think that once you've had cancer, and you're, you're just in remission for the rest of your life, and that's not true. Oh wow! If you get past, if you get yeah, past the five-year, yeah, you get past the five-year mark, then you're cured. And oh, wow. you know, my own oncologist told me that. You know, I I listened to her speak uh, recently. Um, I, I'm not sure when the talk was. I think it was it was not so long ago, probably last year. And she was talking about it was it was so inspiring. She was talking about how she has helped all these thousands and thousands of people with cancer, and she gets tons and tons of letters from them thanking her and saying all these beautiful things to her and you know how she's changed their life etc etc and how she had this day just not so long ago where 
she would get these letters and she would feel really jealous because I guess I guess the tumors still exist or something. There's there's definitely something still physically in there, um, even though, like you say, she's cured and nothing's happening. There's no activity, but um, but she was feeling like, well, why can't my like why can't my tumors be gone? Like why can't like you know here I'm helping mm-hmm. tons and tons of people and and obviously she's helped herself, but uh, mm-hmm. but she was feeling very jealous like you know, that she's still walking around she with cancer, even though, you know, like you just said, she's cured. But so she was walking in the woods one day and uh, this bee like literally like buzzed and fell out of nowhere and like hit her right in her third eye. <laughs> and it like fell to the ground to its death because it like hit her so hard. It just like died and fell. And she was laughing like she couldn't believe that happened. You know, it was like so shocking and she said she just had this, like, realization in that moment that she needed to lo- love herself with or without the the tumors or the cancer inside of her that's in remission or, you know, like you say, cured. Like, she had this, like, big moment. And that moment helped me because that, that moment made me realize, like, oh, gosh, we all need to do that, right? Like, we need to love ourselves with or without the, psori- the spots on our skin mm-hmm. or maybe the mm-hmm. extra weight or whatever other, you know, illness or ailment we're dealing with. Like we, we need to love ourselves with or without it and not, you know, kind of like put, we, we put all this focus on, you know, the outside and, and we put it on the, the pain, which that's the thing. Like people, usually what you're, you see on the outside is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside, Mm-hmm. So, and that's where the whole, you know, mind, body, spirit connection comes in because it's really, you know, we think in physical terms, we kind of can't help but do that when we get sick or we're in pain, but it's not just physical, it's mental and it's emotional. And it's really, mm-hmm. it's all about finding that balance and that balance, finding it usually means making lifestyle changes. And that's yeah. why self-love plays such a big part, you know? Well, apparently, apparently with uh, Chris Carr, she says that she was diagnosed with a rare and incurable stage four cancer. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Right. Incurable. Right. So, uh, you know, we don't know. It's interesting. She doesn't say what it is. She's said it in tons of talks. It's like the longest word in history. I don't even know how she pronounces it in all of her talks. It's like a but million is it, letters is it the long. Blood? I don't know if it's in her blood or what it's in. Yeah, she had a, an insane amount of tumors on her, I believe, on her liver. Like, like a, like I want to say oh. twenty something. Okay, okay. But I mean, I think it's definitely been well over ten years because um, mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. following her for six, and she was already a best-selling author when when I discovered her. She was on Oprah and Dr. Oz like years ago. So she's yeah, she's very big in that world. But she's definitely my role model. She's just I've met her. And she's she's just she just cares so much about people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so do I. Yeah, so maybe I just Yeah, she speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry Your to hear that you is... had cancer. You're, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I had two cancers at the same time I was diagnosed with. Oh and, my gosh. Um, uh, you know, through, through a lot of, of uh, wonderful practitioners and I really had a village of people and I used Eastern medicine, Western medicine and alternative medicine to get, to become cured. So, wow. um, you know, I, I don't believe sometimes that there's just one way of curing 
yourself that you have to look at all options and yeah. weigh and weigh those and do a lot of research, yeah. which I did. I was a research queen, <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't live in that world any longer. I I live in the world of of helping people with their overall health, pretty much like what you're doing, and. Um, and of course, we know what that involves, and it involves a lot, because we have this constant battle going on with all the chemicals and all the pollutants and all the toxicities that are surrounding us on a day in day out basis. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and also just to make people aware that it's not just your your food, you know, your diet. It's like it's there's so many other areas of life that you know you need to find balance in and just really yeah like just really think and be conscious of Mm -hmm. how to be happy in all of those different areas and aspects of life because there's so many and you know life's very yin yang as it is so you know finding that balance can be very challenging especially for someone who's a busy busy mother or something you know like someone who's really That's that's so true. I recently read an article about scientists who looked into people that have lived to be 100 or 109, 110. And the one component that they found was that these people were always excited when they woke up in the morning, what that day would bring, what their goals were, what projects they were going to be working on or who they were going to see they had a real excitement for life wow i love that mm-hmm. i love that so much absolutely yeah because you know I, I i've always been the type of person that i need to be really passionate about what i'm doing i i could never be i'm just not that type of person who could just settle for like any job just to pay the rent or, you know, whatever. Like I, I need to be really passionate about it because that's what fuels me. And, you know, I, I have friends and family who kind of settle and, um, you know, and even though they're not like some are very unhappy and then some are like content. So great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the very unhappy ones, you know, I always talk to them and try to just get them to, you know, just sit down and kind of do a little evaluation of like, well, how can you be happier and what changes can you make? Like what are, what are you in what do you have control over and what don't you have control over and just try to kind of do the health coaching thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. just ask questions to help guide them and get to them to a place where maybe they could discover something to help themselves and and give them that, yeah, that and- control. You know, getting getting back to your book, you have a lot of really great suggestions in it. Uh, listeners, I encourage you to get her book. It's all about love, how a painful journey with psoriasis became a life devotion to healing others. It um, you have a lot of a lot of suggestions in here on on what natural uh, oils and products that can be used, um, particularly with the psoriasis issue. Um, and then you also talk about foods and uh, the healthy foods. You did actually what I did in my book, which is you talk about um, which vegetables have higher uh, chemical loads. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, the dirty dozen uh, and the clean the, Yes, the conventional, the conventional versus organic. So that, you know, if you're on a, on a budget, 
if you know what those are, it's quite helpful. So yeah, and what's great is, you, know, you could just pull up an app in your phone or even just type, you know, type the list in your phone if you needed to so, or put it on a piece of paper, carry it in your wallet. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's such a nice short list. Um, and, I mean, anyone listening, could, you guys can go to the Environmental Working Group. It's the, exactly. the website <laughs> that I really trust because they, they update it every year, which is great. It keeps I getting know. longer and longer, which is not good. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Um, I but know. yeah, no, that's that's been definitely um, – a go-to for me like that's just I just won't buy certain you know those vegetables non-organic and I'll never forget the day that my my, I sent my husband to the grocery store and he I told him to pick up apples and I just forgot I you know I I was the one Mm -hmm. I usually do the food shopping so I didn't think to say anything and he brought home this big bag of uh of non-organic apples and I just I can't I just I he felt terrible but I was like I'm so sorry I just I can't juice those Mm-hmm. Knowing that they're they they have such a heavy pesticide count, like I just can't mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's I almost feel like I'm biting into it and like biting into chemicals. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it stayed with me. It's like scarred me. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone should check out that list. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you know, I've been into the organic world since 2004. So it's been a quite a long time. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you could probably help me and give me some tips. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, um, you have a YouTube channel. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then you're also, you do a podcast. Yes, yes. It's so exciting. Yeah, so my YouTube channel, I'm really excited about it. I just started it recently, so um, I have six videos up there at the moment, but I'm planning on shooting more very soon. And uh, and um, that's, you know, on YouTube, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, and I have a podcast on Passionate World Radio Network, uh, which I'm on iTunes as well. But yeah, for, for either of the iTunes or the podcast on iTunes, I'm sorry, for the YouTube channel, and on iTunes, um, if anyone just typed in my name, Kim Weiler, uh, W-E-I-L-E-R, or put even Healing My Skin next to it, they, I, they, I would totally pop up right away. And they'll see it. But, yeah, it's been okay. great. And the, I'm so enjoying the podcast, too, because I've been just doing recordings, talking about different topics, you know, every couple of weeks. And now I'm getting into a place where I'm, I'm about to start interviewing people, uh, you know, uh-huh. people in my industry and in my field and people who have healed themselves naturally and just to hear their stories that are so inspiring. So, yeah, I can't wait to start doing that. I'm really excited about that'll it. Be, that'll, that'll, that'll be great. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah, for yeah, sure. Well, you know, the, the whole purpose of Health Media Now is is – it's a teaching moment, you know, it's for people to learn from, from others that have discovered amazing things for healing and, and for um, healthy living. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I, I've been, I've been listening to some of the shows on recordings and I'm like, Oh, I, I, I wish I knew about it sooner than now. I love, um, <laughs> you know, stations like this and, and podcasts. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts and I'm starting to get, uh-huh. Slowly, a little uh-huh. obsessed with some of them. I can't stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those teaching moments that are just so special. Well, you're oh, very totally. special. We've really enjoyed having you. And um, is there any parting words that you have for our listeners? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody wants to get on my mailing list or get in touch with me in any way, they could visit my website, which is healingmyskin.com, which is very easy to remember. And I have a ton of workshops coming up, really cool ones too. So, uh, so anyone could just get on my mailing list through that website. And um, yeah, and I just, I guess I just say that you know I'm still learning my biggest lesson, which is. Mm-hmm you know, to continue practicing love for myself in any way, shape, or form every single day. And, um, you know, we need to find it within ourselves and not rely on it on the outside for the outside world to provide it. And that's not an easy thing. So we just need to right. work on it every day. And it's, it's really the only way to find it is just to make a conscious effort. Like what can I do to myself or say to myself or think today that's going to be loving and just make that conscious effort to do that. And it really is life-changing. So those are my parting words. <laughs> well, thank you, Kim Weiler. Is that the correct way to yes. say Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, like I said, it's been, there've been some great teaching moments in this and um, I wish you the best of luck in your, in your new uh, forthcoming projects. Thank you so much, Denise. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you and you having me on. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, listeners, that pretty much is our show for today. Please join us again. We will be here next Wednesday, same time, same place. Until then, be happy and be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?